Andrew Gazes on the splash to elaborate on his commitment to the Kings next season. And I'll ask him his takes on the NBL playoffs. They get underway this weekend, plus who he likes in the NBA. He's great media talent. I'm really looking forward to this. It's Wednesday, February 28. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage. The Splash with your host, Phil Pryor. Thank you, everyone out there, for tuning in and welcome into today's edition of The Splash. As I mentioned, Andrew Gaze will join us in a moment, the night, uh, the, the day after NBL's Night of Nights. Uh, we'll tell you who took out the MVP award in a moment as well. Uh, and we'll chat to Gazy about uh, what was a disappointing season for his Kings, but it finished with some promise. Um, so we'll see where to from here uh, for Gazy, of course, uh, going into his third season with the Sydney Kings. But before that, a few other headlines. Fox League's Nathan Ryan is reporting Bulldog stalwart Aidan Tolman is being shopped around. Uh, that leads this week's Market Watch column up now on the Fox Sports website. The Adelaide Crows are a step closer to locking up off-contract star Rory Sloan. Details also on the website. And Mark Bosnich, Bozzer, has lit a flare of his own, so to speak, as the Western Sydney Wanderers fans' feud keeps sizzling. And finally, Perth Wildcats star Bryce Cotton has been honoured as the MVP of the NBL at last night's Night of Nights. That's a lot of nights. <laughs> and staying with basketball, we are joined by the man that handed Cotton the Andrew Gaze Trophy. His namesake, Andrew Gaze. Welcome to the Splash, mate. Uh, no problems. Great to talk to you. Uh, very timely as well because uh, you confirmed uh, only yesterday, which we uh, also mentioned on yesterday's edition of the Splash, that uh, you've confirmed uh, that you're staying on board with the Kings another season in charge uh, of a side that uh, finished the year like a, a, a side on the rise. Yeah, it was. It was um, after every year the, the club goes through a review process, and uh, uh, this season was no no exception. And although I had a, a still a, a year to run, we all know that uh, that <laughs> anything can happen. And, and when you haven't reached expectations, then uh, there's going to be some scrutiny uh, put on all elements of the, the, the team and the club. And uh, it's been the same for the players, the, the administration, and certainly. As a head coach, you assume a lot more responsibility. So uh, we, they went through a process, and they felt that um, that they liked the direction the team is heading. And uh, I was able, to, given the opportunity, to fulfil my contract and and uh, coach for another season. So we're looking forward to it. And the way, like you mentioned, the way we finished the season gives us a lot of mm. promise of what may lie ahead. But we all know that, um, and and no one more than what we do in regards to how even the competition is. And you don't need a, a whole lot to go wrong in order to be in a fairly uh, uh, difficult situation. Was part of that uh, King's process uh, that you speak of 
actually speaking to you and finding out where where you uh, were at moving forward and uh, was it a, a decision that you had to make or did you always want to stay uh, in this job? I, I made a commitment to start when we started this program that we mm. felt that it was going to take it at least three years to, to um, try and implement some of the things that we uh, were looking to do and of course you have uh, high expectations that you can do it a lot quicker than that but I think across uh, not just uh, the NBL, but across many sports, it, it generally does take a little while to to put in place some changes, a change in culture, change in personnel and some structural changes to the way in which we want the team to be played and represented. It, it does take a little while to implement that. And I felt like we were on track. It's just unfortunately this season, uh, it, it'll, it'll appear as though I'm using it as an excuse, but... But the reality of it is, is when you don't have a settled lineup and you don't have all your personnel available, it does place some handicaps on you. And unfortunately for us, we were um, um, we you know we didn't achieve the goals, and we, we look at ourselves and say we absolutely have to do better. But uh, hopefully, we can make some small tweaks to the lineup that we ended the season with, and and uh, get to a point where we're competing for uh, finals and. Above and beyond that, of course, the ultimate goal is to compete for a championship. Yeah, of course, on the eve of the playoffs, which kick off this weekend in the NBL as well. Does locking locking up uh, next season allow you to enjoy the uh, the NBA, NBL MVP night uh, last night? Yeah, it was great. It's a great night. I thought um, full credit's got to go to the NBL administration. The I remember three or four years ago going to one of these nights, and it was probably... You know, two or three hundred people attending, or it was a, a very much a low-key affair. And last night had all the glitz and glitz and glamour of uh, some of the more high-profile sports. And I think it's justifiably so when you look at the way in which the NBL has moved forward, the standard of the competition, and uh, the quality of players that we have. That it, it's worthy of a night like last night. And I thought the league did it really, really well. It was unfortunate that Bryce Cotton couldn't be there to accept his uh, award, but. We all understand that they've got a, a bigger challenge ahead of them and it's a fairly long trip to go from Perth to Melbourne and mm. they've got a game on Saturday. So I, I suppose that uh, they would have, and he would have liked to have been there as well. But um, yeah, it would have been nice if he was there to enjoy the moment. Yeah, one of uh, one of your players, Jerome Randall, he, he joined uh, the Kings only sort of just maybe before the midway part of the season and storms home to finish third in the MVP, if you don't mind. He must be a, 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 a sneaky favourite heading into next season already. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic. Uh, a lot can be said about uh, what he did on the floor because that's easily seen and it's, there's some statistical ob- objective uh, measurements that you can draw and say, well, what a season he had. But I, I actually think, as good as those numbers are, I actually think it probably undersells what he provided for us because he's worked and bringing the team together to reinforcing some of the things, the behaviours that we want to see in a practice and off-court uh, situation, the way in which that he holds people accountable. All those uh, intangibles were just mm. extraordinary. I, I, I absolutely love the man, the, the way he goes about it, his attitude towards competing, to practice, and his desire to win are, um, are, are leadership qualities that we want at the Sydney Kings not just for next season, for many years to come. So uh, I couldn't have been happier with, with what Jerome provided for us. And I think that, like you mentioned, although he only played a little over, over half the season, he was able to 
still finished third in the MVP voting, and, and, and it does speak volumes for uh, the contribution that he can make. The, the one king that did uh, pick up an award last night, Isaac Humphreys, young gun. He won Rookie of the Year. I believe he's off to Serbia soon to continue his quest to one day make it into the NBA. What do you think last night's award does for his credentials moving forward and, uh, and, and him reaching uh, where he wants to end up? Yeah, he's only a young man. I think people look at him physically and, and, and assume that he's a lot older and been around a lot more. But what he is, he's a guy that um, hasn't played a lot over the last couple of seasons at the University of Kentucky. He was, he was a great program and a great coach, but he didn't get a lot of playing opportunities. And uh, I see enormous upside with uh, Isaac, and I still think he's got a lot to learn, and he's probably a, a couple of years away from getting close to his potential, but he's coming from a, a really solid base. And uh, I, I, he's a different sort of character and, and one that, that really um, uh, buys into learning and, and, and want to embrace getting better. And uh, if he continues with that attitude, then, then I think that, that, that uh, talk about him being an NBA prospect is, is not unrealistic. But mm. I think we've got to be a little bit more conservative with our approach. to think that that's going to happen in the next six months, I, I think is very unrealistic, but certainly if you look over the next uh, few years, then not only uh, would I expect him to be in consideration for the NBA, but also he'd start to push for uh, uh, positions on the on the Australian team, which I know he's very motivated to achieve that as well. So uh, we, we're hopeful to keep him uh, as well for the next two or three years. We've, we've invested heavily in him, but we understand that, that that may not be the case. He's, he's off to Europe soon. He would have gone early, except he sustained an eye injury uh, in, in our third last game. He missed the last two games. And uh, if he's going to go to, to Serbia in a team that uh, Jonah Bolden played with last season. We all know that he uh, went from from uh, uh, a, a relative unknown to an NBA draft pick with what he was able to do with that club. So I think it's... Um, it's a good opportunity for him. We, 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 talk, we support him with that. I think that it's good that he gets to play because the more games he's played, I think the quicker he'll he'll learn and get better. And um, hopefully, if, if if we don't, if we aren't able to retain him next season, next season, hopefully he builds himself as a king for many years to come. And we might have to be patient and wait a few years to get get him back. But um, but, but, but we love what he brought to the table and uh, we wish him well in the future. Mm. Uh, Gazy, it, it seems as though next year um, the expectation on, on the Kings and on you is is pretty clear to make the playoffs. Is, is that fair? Yeah, but I, I think that's been the case since I started. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the ownership and the management have really high expectations, as they should and as every team in the competition should. When you only got eight teams in the league, then I think that every team should have expectations of, of, of making the playoffs, and I know they do. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, the Kings haven't featured in the playoffs for quite a few years, but uh, we, all we can do is put our best foot forward and, and, and work with what we've got and, and hope you get a little bit of luck along the way, which, which you need. And I think that we have the, um, the foundations to, to, to make sure that that's just not a, a pie-in-the-sky statement, that, that we have the, the resources and the personnel in order to achieve those uh, those goals. And uh, I firmly believe that if we, we can find a, a, some a small additions to the team, small buyers in quantity, not small buyers in size, but <laughs> because we, we definitely need a, a an inside presence, a, a real strong five-man, 
Um, but if we were to get a, a Josh Boone type into the Sydney Kings, then I think that we could realistic look and say we have the uh, material to to um, to not only make the playoffs but be a contender for a championship. Yeah, yeah. So we're on the eve of the the this year's this season's playoffs, Gazy. Who's your tip to uh, to be raising the the cup, the trophy? Well, I think you've got to go with uh, season form, and, and that would lean towards Melbourne United. I think that they are a star-started lineup. They're extremely deep. They, too, have had to deal with some injury issues throughout the course of the season. They've done it really, really well and finished with a 28 record. So they would be my tip to um, win the title. But having said that, oh, I think their margin for error is really, really small. And uh, they're going to... Uh, been for a, a real tough challenge against uh, the New Zealand Breakers, who, who have beaten them a couple of times already this season. Um, and I think there's some real question marks about uh, all the teams in the competition uh, in the finals. And Melbourne United are my tip, but uh, I also like the Adelaide 36ers. They're, they're a bit different. Mm-hmm. They put up a lot of points. They're very offensive orientated, but I think sometimes because they are so good on the offensive end, their, their defense doesn't get the credit that it deserves because they are very, very good at that end of the floor. But it's going to be interesting to see if their style of play, where they're pushing the 100-point mark regularly, whether that's going to hold up in in playoff basketball. And uh, I know they had the same conversation two or three years ago about the Golden State Warriors, questioning whether they actually, that that style of play could hold up, and it it certainly has. And Mm. no reason to think why it won't be the same with the Adelaide 36ers. And if they actually... If they can get through the, the, the Perth Wildcats, then um, although they haven't beaten Melbourne United at all this season, I think a Melbourne United-Adelaide 36ers grand final series would be very, very exciting and um, something to look forward to. Okay, Gazy, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the Golden State Warriors because uh, I want your, your NBA tips as we sort of uh, move through the second half of the season now. The All-Star weekend is over. Uh, this is typically where... Uh, the big gun NBA franchises, you know, put their head down, their bum up, and they get to work. They secure a playoff spot. Uh, who do you like in the East, and who do you like in the West? Uh, I think that it's you'd be silly not to go with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, uh, they, they, um, defending champs who've got an exceptional amount of talent. Uh, obviously, the Houston Rockets are right there mm. with them, but for, for whatever reason, I don't know. There's just something about the Houston Rockets that's hard to make me a believer. I love their team. I love James Harden. I love the way they go about it, and I think they might just be half a game in front of the Warriors at this point in time. But uh, for whatever reason, I, I just think that the um, the Warriors have, have got the, the, the incredible combination of talent that's going to be tough to beat, and it's been a proven formula throughout the playoffs. So. That'd be my tip to, to win the whole thing yet again. But uh, the, the big curiosity is, is what's going to happen with the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They they completely revamped their team and had a, a good sugar hit when they did that. Had a little hiccup the other day. Um, they've still got some time to work it out. But uh, they I think if they can work it out, they'll be a lot different to, to the way they're playing right now to what they how they'll go in in the playoffs. And and, and any time you've got LeBron James on the team, that mm. It's hard to, to tip against them, but um, but the other one is is the, the Boston Celtics. So I think that they've started on a house on fire. They've got an incredible record, and uh, Kyrie Irving is a is a superstar. And if they could get Hayward back, you know, who knows what um, what they could do as well. So 
they, um, I really like the way they play. I like the, the, the systems they run. It's, um, they're very, very well coached. Of all the, the teams in the competition, it's, it's probably their ones that, that I look at and look at some of their sets and what they do on the defensive end and say, well, uh, th- th- there's types of strategies that, that you can implement here in the NBL as well. So I've, I really like them and hope they do well. But uh, anything can happen. You know what it's like in the NBA. An injury here, an injury yeah. there, you know, a little few issues here or there can, can, can change things up. But they'd be the ones that, that, you, that most people, I think, would identify as of uh, out of one of those four, you would expect going to win the title. And staying with the East, you, you must be able to, uh, as a basketball coach, draw inspiration from what Brad Stevens does uh, with the Boston program, but also up in Toronto, Dwayne Casey has just done yes. tremendous things to that uh, to that roster and uh, to the point where they might uh, really have a lot to say in the playoffs as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's probably remiss of me not to mention them, given their record and yeah. I don't know why we overlook them because uh, it's, it's hard to come up with a record like, like they do on a, on a pretty regular basis now. When you look at their form over the last couple of seasons mm. and what they're doing their regular season. But, um, but yeah, for, for whether it's just plain stupidity on my behalf, uh, it, yeah. I just it's hard to figure them getting to a, uh, an NBA Finals. But... It, not that it would surprise me if they did, because, like I said, they've been very, very good in the regular season. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I love the way they go about it. Um, I think that they get the most out of their talent and very, very well coached and got great admiration for them and also their fans. They're, they're one of the yeah. most uh, best fan bases in the competition, that, that how active they are in games and how engaged they are with their team. It's, it's fantastic to watch. So I kind of hope they do get there, and I hope I'm wrong because uh, it'd be nice to see them figure in an NBA Finals. Yeah, for sure. So, so Gazy, now you, uh, I suppose, go on the hunt for quality bigs to add to your roster, as you mentioned, but perhaps also a little uh, couple of sneaky uh, appearances on uh, the bounce this season with the boys yeah. down in Melbourne. Always, always yeah. great fun to have you on the on on the bounce, mate. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> I think I did it for five years uh, on a pretty regular, on a full time basis, yeah, and it was yeah. it's so much fun for me to uh, sit alongside some of the guys that absolutely admired as a youngster watching the AFL and Jason Dunstall. I was a Hawthorne fan and. Um, I've done a lot of work with Jason over the years. We did radio together for uh, Triple M for a while and, and, and to have the opportunity to sit alongside him and Spud uh, in particular, who, let's be honest, it's uh, it's uh, it's an instruction show that they have going on uh, and it's it's just a whole bunch of fun where they, they don't take it too seriously and but they have a, a great love of the game and as I do. I love the AFL. If I could do anything else, if I had my time over again, I'd love to be a uh, to be played at that uh, level because it's such a great game and um, it's it's I'm going to be on the show for the opening show this season and oh, uh, they, they've asked me to come on a few other times but it just depends on the schedule with what we're doing on the Kings but I, I, I absolutely love it and um, looking forward to it. If you were to yell turn it up right now <laughs> would there be a few people looking around going what's going on? It, it is so amazing that um, oh, I find it amazing that when no matter which city I'm in, I'll be walking down the street and someone will be there. Turn it up, Gazy. Turn it up, man. What's going on? Turn it up. And uh, it's 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 heartwarming in all honesty. It, it's yeah. uh, it, it's funny they don't say, "Geez, 
what a great job you did at representing Australia at five Olympic Games. You're all just turning up gazing. So it's, uh, it's uh, the power of the media and the power of the AFL, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, I, I really enjoy it. Classic Aussie banter. Andrew Gaze, thank you very much for taking the time to join us on today's Splash. Uh, and good it's luck. A pleasure, mate. Good luck moving forward. I, I hope you can uh, get the Kings to the promised land uh, as you will set out to do uh, next season. <laughs> If I don't, you might see me a lot more on the bounce anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But I hope not. I hope not for sure. At least Thanks the, a lot. At least there's a plan B. Thanks, Gazy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. See ya. Yeah, a big Hawks fan is Andrew Gaze. Uh, not sure how his mob are poised for 2018, but we'll soon find out. The AFL season just around the corner, of course, uh, and we will be following Gazy's NBA tips as the run towards the postseason Heats up. It sounds as though he's predicting uh, yet another uh, finals series between the Warriors and the Cavs. A special edition of the Splash comes to an end. Uh, We thank Aussie sporting legend, not just basketballing superstar Andrew Gaze, and I thank everyone out there for tuning in. Any questions? Hit me up on Twitter at Phil underscore Pryor. Thanks once again, everyone out there. That'll do us today. That's a wrap.